Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. And hello. Hey. Hello there. Welcome to the hello, Jerry. Board Game Snobs Podcast. This is the best podcast about that talks about board games. Probably the not the best podcast for board games. This is Jerry, and with me, as always, is the host of the show. Hey, Gabby. Sound like Eeyore there. Ooh. The host of the show. Ooh, host of the show. It's okay. I'll allow uh, it. Come in high energy, Jerry. Go high energy. Go. I'm super high energy. I'm the Tigger of this show. You're like the Eeyore. You're Eeyore. I'm Tigger. I bounce okay. Why can't I be Winnie the Pooh? In between, huh? Why can't I be Winnie? Shirtless and pants. No, think- I have a shirt, no pants. That's, did that ever bother you that there's some car that that was a predominant thing? <laughs> Anthropomorphic that there are cartoon characters that were pantless. Never thought about chronically it. Chronically, literally, chronically literally, pantless. never why, thought about it. Why did cartoonists back in the day feel the need to say, "Oh, they need a shirt"? They can't. We can't see their nipples, but we can have. <laughs> I don't pantless. know. It's an interesting subject. Why? I, as a child, I never thought about it. But now you have me thinking. You have me in deep thought about why Winnie. The poo. What is the poo? Like, is that a thing? What is the poo? Like, Winnie the poo, as if that is something. Are there more the, than one poo? I assume two things. Either one, a poo is a type of bear. Like, he is a poo. A like poo he's bear? A Ewok. He's a poo bear. That's like, like Alexander that's type- the Great, not Alexander the Poo. Is he. Maybe. Oh, is he. Maybe. Maybe poo was like synonymous with some sort of vulgar term for poo, and that was just a nice way of letting everybody know that you know, Winnie was the man. Winnie know, the man. You know how like people back in the old days, like they, they come in with all these characters, and they were all had like these double entendre innuendos uh, inserted into these cartoons and movies and all this stuff, and we were like all innocent just viewing them, but they're like, oh yeah, they didn't even see what we really meant with that. Winnie the poo. I got it. No, here it is. I just remember this article about this this woman who was a jogger, and she would uh, jog and or jogger with a soft in People's yard, <laughs> and uh, so was her name Winnie. After her, I don't know. And so maybe that's what Winnie was doing. It's like he got so notorious for defecating in the other animal forests areas that they just called him the poo. Wouldn't he be Winnie the jogger? That's what I'm saying. It's like, you have to be known for what that is called. Alexander the Great. He was called the Great. Like, how much better does it get than that? Why was he called the Great? Why why was he called Alexander the Great? Because he was really good at conquering stuff. And like, if you didn't call him, if you didn't call him that, it's not Alexander, (laughs) Alexander the good. And see, if you're not great, you're good. That means you would, that would just imply that you're a good person. He's a good guy. Oh, he's a good guy. He let me cut in front of him in line for lunch. Alexander the good. Alexander the great. Why was he so great at conquering? 
I bet he had lots of enemies. Yeah. He conquered everything, and then he looked out amongst the world and wept because there was no place else left to conquer. And died at Just 32. Like How sad. I've outlived him. Either way. <laughs> I've outlived him. Hey, Alex, Alexander, hey, guess what? I'm older than you, bruh. Yeah, you ain't so great now. I'm having a midlife crisis. Got be the great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see uh, this gold chain of this Corvette I'm driving? Yeah, baby. And in a Corvette, that's like a IROC. <laughs> driving an IROC. That's my IROC Z, baby. That's right. Uh, I'm getting oh, my ear I pierced. A, I, <laughs> I got a, speaking of speaking of piercings, which makes me think of Vikings, which makes me think of Chris Lafer, the Viking. Who sent me an IG message? Uh-oh. He was painting stuff the other day. Uh, I guess he paints minis as well, and I, I've been doing more of that in the lockdown. I enjoy painting. I'm not any good at it. Uh, a matter of fact, it was interesting that he would send me this message saying, "Oh, this is the thing I'm doing right now." As I was taking a mini and putting it in rubbing alcohol because <laughs> I had messed up so bad on it, I needed it to be cleansed, washed clean. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's oh, painting no. minis. Yeah, painting minis is a great thing, but it's also, it, it, it can be so calming, but when you mess up, I go into a rage that is almost unquenchable, and so I just, I don't know. You need it, to it work was, on uh, that, it was, my friend. I, I did. I, I, as a matter of fact, I tried to calm myself and think deeply about things, and since I was like looking at this, uh, Chris, Lef- Chris Lefers from Iceland, ahead. and so I started looking up like Icelandic facts. And then I had an idea for a podcast where we just talk about Nordic people and just quote random facts about them. We should start a new podcast, and it should be called, are you ready for this? Sporadically Nord. (laughs) (laughs) You ready? Sporadically. Hi, everybody. My name is Don Hughes, and welcome to Sporadically (laughs) Nord. And with me is my friend Mike Delisio. Uh, yeah, but we can't keep having, we should start multiple podcasts because it's working for Dan. I am. I am just going to start firing them up. Hey, this is something uh, n- 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 has no relation to what you just said, okay, but go ahead, in relation Peter. to painting your minis in relation to painting your minis and you needing things to be a certain way. I have realized in my, in my midlife crisis, which we just discussed along with my gold chain and Corvette. I I require I require things to be a certain way, and I have not even noticed them until my wife Gina points them out. For example, I go to take a shower. She hands me a towel that I don't like. I don't like this towel that we have. I prefer this other style of towel that we have. Give me this other towel that we have because I don't like the pattern of this one. I prefer this other style. Um, when it comes to eating any th- a soup, there's a certain spoon I like to use, a certain bowl I like to use, a certain fork I like to use. I have come to realize I am so freaking picky about everything. Uh, there's a certain I like a certain spot. Unlike Sheldon Cooper, I like a certain spot on my couch. I like to eat cream of wheat a certain way. I will uh, when cream. Do you eat cream of wheat? I don't even know what that is. Are you oh, kidding oh, me? Oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> you don't know cream, cream of, of wheat? wheat? Porridge? Wait a minute. Oh, porridge. Yeah, that was my nickname in high school. Go ahead. <laughs> porridge, cream of wheat, whatever it's called. I like to take my spoon, my large tablespoon, because that's what I eat it's- with. I don't eat with a teaspoon because that's just t- taunting me. 
I take a tablespoon <laughs> and I you go eat with a ladle. Yes. I go around the edge of the rim with the cool spots of the porridge or cream of wheat. And I eat that and I eat that and I, I go around the, the edges until I get to the center and then I eat the center. I eat cream of wheat that way. My, and I've eaten that my way. When I, I eat brand so f- cereal, cold cereal. The, the three bears come home and like, who's been eating our porridge? Well, I can tell since the outer edge have just been eaten, it must have been that yes. Chilean man down the street. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Cold cereal. I like nearly all cold cereals to be poured. Milk be poured upon them. And then I like them to sit. And I like them to get soggy. No. I like my bran no. flakes soggy. I like my no. corn flakes soggy. I like my Chex Mix soggy. We- I'm sorry. We can't be friends anymore. You can't eat soggy cereal. The I only cereal the I like fresh is Cocoa Puffs. And I no. didn't eat Cocoa Puffs as a child because my mama didn't let me eat them sugary cereals. Cocoa Puffs, uh, Frosted Flakes or whatever, Honeycombs, oh, Tricks. I'll eat honeycombs mama like didn't let me have man. none of that. Top five cereals right now, go. Top five cereals? I would say Cocoa Puffs is number one for me. Okay. Uh, I would go Tricks. Right. I would go Honeycombs. I would go bran flakes. I would go corn flakes. And I don't have okay. a fifth because I've never cut had those, that many different cereals. Cut those corn flakes stuff out. That's loser stuff. You don't need those. What you need to add is frosted shredded wheat, especially the ones that got the strawberry frosting. That's what you need. That's where you get your brand. That's what keeps you moving. I've never had that. That's what keeps it. Yes, I love that. I have and had I shredded like wheat, but I like my shredded wheat to get soggy before I eat it. I, I'll give you the sogginess on that. Plus, I like honey nut oats. No, no, no. I don't like yes, those. Yes. No. I like those. I like them. They but, look like and the, oh, this is something uh, else. So with Cheerios, so this is it. This is what's, what's so crazy. With bran flakes, Cheerios. with bran flakes, I like the artificial sweeteners. Give me equal. Give me sweet and low. Give me some artificial sweetener. With honey nut, with Cheerios, I like real sugar. I don't like artificial sweeteners. I like real sugar with uh, what's the shredded what's the shredded wheat? The shredded wheat with the shredded wheat. I like real sugar. Don't give me artificial. But with cornflakes and bran flakes, give me artificial. I have so wait, many. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you putting sugar in your cereal? Yes. Oh my god! You have a problem, and you need to stop now. You don't put sugar in your cereal. They're already like a thousand grams of sugar. Now, which cereals are you talking? I don't put sugar you- in my Cocoa Puffs. I don't put sugar in what? my Tricks. Uh, 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 Fruit Loops, don't care for them. Nobody cares for Fruit Loops. They all taste the same. But I do like my shredded wheat. Even the, with the frosted side, I like that with real sugar. No. Added. No, I'll tell you what. Add no, sugar. Add no, Give me shredded no. wheat. Add sugar. Let me tell you what. I used to. I, my wife does not buy cereal. We currently have not had cereal in our home. For because cereal years. is pretty much useless when it comes to nutritional benefits. <laughs> Correct. And plus, I can't stop myself. I'll eat a box of cereal a day. I'll eat. I'll eat grape nuts dry. That's oh my how OG God. I am. I am wow. crazy about cereal. So we don't. We don't even have that in our home. My wife won't buy it. Because I am literally a cereal killer. Bubba, Bubba wakes up at midnight to eat cereal. I know. Me and Bubba talk about cereal all the time. Like he knows. I, I favorite. So what's your favorite cereal? cereal? My favorite cereal, man. My favorite is Cocoa Puffs. 
If, if my number one is Cocoa Puffs. I could eat Cocoa no. Puffs. Because you eat the Cocoa Puffs, then you drink the milk, and it's chocolate milk. Bam. No, I don't like that. Here's why. Uh, one, I don't like. I like Cocoa Puffs. Don't get me wrong. Cocoa Puffs are good. I'll eat Cocoa Puffs, but they're more of a dessert. I love frosted strawberry shredded wheat. I've never had like. a strawberry. Yeah, you get that strawberry nut. It's the red looking. <laughs> you put that milk on there, and you let them sit for just a second. You like 30 seconds. You let the milk soak in. You don't want them too soggy. You just want them moist. And you eat those. Mm, moist. And not only do they fill you up, they make you feel like you've had a meal. And you eat frosted shredded wheat, you can go out and fight a battle. <laughs> Nobody's ever fought a battle on Cocoa Puffs. No great Nordic uh, war. Not for longer than like 15 minutes. On Cocoa Puffs. They would sugar crash shortly thereafter. No, you can go to war on shredded wheat. You could give, you, you could eat shredded wheat and fight somebody. I have ate shredded wheat and fought somebody. <laughs> and won. Uh, little Debbie Brownies. You like Little Debbie Brownies? I do like Little Debbie Brownies. I eat uh, the fudge off the top before I eat the brownie. And I especially I, like them frozen. I do that. Um, I also, the other day when I was on that search, they brought um, they brought us lunch. And of course, when they just bring random things, like they like you're out in the middle of nowhere, and people just say, "We're going to bring you food." You don't, you just, you don't care. You're just going to eat anything. Yeah. Somebody brought this item that I love. I love these. It's those little star crunch things. Those little Debbie little chocolate crunchy things. You know with what I'm little, talking about? With the little Rice Krispies in them? The little, yeah, the, the little Rice Krispies, but they're drizzled and covered with little chocolate. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. I ate a box of those, <laughs> a literal little box of those. There's like 12 in a box, yeah. and I just ate them. I just ate they're them. They're good. They're good. And then I ran like kilometers. Like, I didn't understand miles anymore. I was thinking in terms of kilometers. My mind was open to the metric system for the first time. That's what it did to me. They open we your need to mind, move on man. to our top five games because I'm getting too excited thinking about Star <laughs> Real quick, Snickers, I ate the nougat first. If I have a roll with mashed potatoes, I always skip the potatoes onto the roll and eat bread. No. I won't do that. I like my bread because I enjoy yeast. Mm. I enjoy yeast rolls and bread. Mm. And I like bread. You don't scoop the potatoes onto the yeast? I don't. I don't. And I know that's that's odd being from the South because you sop things. Yes. Sop it up. People, I didn't know that wasn't, like, I think that that can't just be a Southern thing. But sop it up, baby. Sop it up. Sopping up is where you take the bread and you sop up the oils or the juices of whatever you just ate, and then you eat some bread. <laughs> is ver- I is don't sop believe- a legitimate verb? I like to sop my bread. <laughs> yeah, like it's a sop hop. Uh, no, not good. you sop things up. That's you a go, thing. You turn on the music and start scooping your potatoes onto your bread. Yeah, that that's where you do the monster mash. <laughs> the monster mash potato. <laughs> Oh, this is good. This is gold. Oh, this is good tequila too. I'm still drink- I'm finishing up that Cava de Oro. It's gone now. It's no. gone. It's gone like our pride. Let's do our top five games that uh, we are looking forward to playing as Let's soon as we get it. out of quarantine. And I'll start. All right, I got go. My number five. I'm, well, I, uh, technically, I, Texas, Northeast Tech, we're out of quarantine. Technically, Tex, technically. Technically, Text, technically, oh, so well, if you okay. wanted to come over, we, <laughs> you you could. 
you're good. Mm. Just make sure you don't have COVID-19 when you do. All right. So, uh, two of the games on my list. Top five games we want to play look between the two of as us. Soon as, as soon as we get out of quarantine. Out of quarantine, I yeah. noticed that on my list, two of these games are by the same designer. And then I started looking up that designer. You'll never guess the designer. And then I realized that he has recently passed away. And it made me very, very sad. Um. Oh. Oh. Anyways, the the the, I the guess first I bet game. I could get. I bet I get. I, I guess I get. Say what? Well, you're just mumbling. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Are you gonna guess? I bet I could guess. All right, guess. Chad Jensen. I love you because you read my mind. <laughs> uh, Chad Jensen passed away, and Chad Jensen is the designer of. Welcome to Centerville, Dominant Species, and Combat Commander Europe. Uh, Europe. Uh, I own Dominant Species, and now my number five, Welcome to Centerville. Welcome to Centerville is a game that I have been after for quite some time. It was a game that came out in 2017. It's a light two- to four-player board game that models the growth and the management of a small city. And it's got some interesting reviews. And it's a dice game. I know. I don't like dice games. Weird. But it, you, you roll the dice and then you use the dice in like a Yahtzee fashion to build certain areas. So it's kind of like a dice and welcome to, but yet ramped up a bit. It's a little more Welcome to Actually, Centerville. BGG rates it as a 2.3. And so it's a GMT game. A 2.3 uh, out of what? Out of five. Oh. So it's On the weights. So slightly it's less than middle. <laughs> Okay. And so I'm interested in it, and it's been one that I've had on my list for a long time, and I actually come across it, so I have it, and it's not number five, and I just read the rule book on it, and I'm excited because the last few GMT games I've got have been really good. And so there you go. That's my number five. Welcome to Very nice. My number five of games I would want to play after we get out of quarantine. This is a cheap shot because I just bought it. I keep hearing great things about it, even from people in our Facebook group. I laid it out. I learned it. I figured it out solo, but I don't want to play it solo. I want to play it with you and Enrique Fantastic Factories. What? Fantastic Factories. It is a deck. What? It's a card game. Tableau Builder. It's very, it appears to be very basic. You're drawing these cards. You can get blueprints. You can get contractors. You have to get a certain amount of uh, metal and energy and all these things to build these certain buildings. And as you build them out, they give you these benefits. And you're just building this Tableau. It looks really nice and smooth and simple. And I'm looking forward to playing it. Fantastic Factories. That's interesting. That's going to be, I'm going to say this right now. That's going to be the only game new to me and you on my list. Really? The rest are, the rest are, the rest we played. Okay. Rest are replayable. Most of mine are new ones or ones that I have gotten and either have, if they have a solo, I've played the solo and now I'm desperately wanting to play them multiplayer. Uh, The next one for me, the number four is a game for which I poo hawed. Oh. I did not. I did not think anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then, while listening to a 
interview done by uh, our friend uh, Richard Dick Simpson on his podcast, We're Not Wizard. He interviewed David Turksey. Oh, yeah. Uh, and David Turksey plucked this game because apparently the designer is a friend of his, Ragusa, designed oh, by yeah. Fabio Lapino. Fabio Lapino. I don't know how, I think I'm mispronouncing that. It has a solo. I'm not interested in playing it solo. Um, it's by Capstone Games, which they made every freaking game in 2019 for some reason. Yeah, they did. Uh, Ragusa was one that several of our listeners kept saying we needed to play. It's very Euro-y, and it looks so Euro, it's sickening. Uh, but apparently there is some very tricky player interaction with it. Did you and play so it solo? I I set it up solo. I started it solo and realized I don't want to play it solo. It it, it lacks the back and forth oh. that occurs with the other players, and so I just everybody I've read have said you know it it is the it's, multiplayer is where it shines. The solo is just tacked on. Yeah, you know, just do your thing. And see, so that's I different. <clears throat> like I I played. Uh, I relearned. Because we played it once, and I loved it. Circadian's First Light. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. Multiplayer. That's a great, that is a great game. I like it. I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed Circadian's First Light as a multiple. Like, even Jerry was like, it's a dice placement. Hey, guess what? Jerry hates that style. It's an excellent dice placement game. It's a good solo game. I just learned it today because it's been forever since we played it. I looked it up. It's like January something we played this game. So it's been four or five months since we played it. I've forgotten how to play it. I had the general idea, but I just reread everything. Played it solo. Enjoyed it solo. I can't wait to play it again, but it's not in my top five of wanting to play again. So Ragusa, my number four. You're number four, sir. My number four game I want to play when we get back together again. <clears throat> I misspelled it as Kong's Dilemma. It's King's Dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> Kong. Kong! Apparently my phone doesn't want to say King. It wants to say Kong. And so we're going to play Kong's Dilemma when we get back. And so it's like... Do I fight these people? Am <laughs> I the I, king? Do I get <laughs> or am I just the prince? How far up do I go the Empire State Building? Did you enjoy the remake of King Kong? With Jack Black? The one with Jack Black, yeah. And Adrian uh whatever his name is that yeah, doesn't even make movies anymore. Him anymore. Um I really liked the first two hours of that movie. I did not like the last hour of that movie. It seemed like it was, I don't like remakes unless the remake envisions something else about the story. All it did was take King Kong and go, oh, let's, let's add some dinosaurs and, and some special they effects. They made King Kong with better effects. That's all it was. And, and Jack Black was miscast. Yes. Like, why is Jack Super Black serious. Super serious Jack Black. Weird. Yeah. Uh, I very much think that, like, the Skull Island, King Kong. Oh, that yeah. Tone, that was that good. Tone, that was the dumbest movie I saw whenever that, that came out. Good. I can't remember why I saw that movie. Because it was it good. Out, it was good. It was just, this is this is a stupid movie. It did not take itself seriously. Oh, I know why I saw it. It had John Goodman in it. And I have this thing. <laughs> if John Goodman's in it, I've got to watch it. Oh, uh, I had Samuel L. Jackson in it. That's enough for me. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson's in everything. Exactly. Samuel L. Jackson will 
you could PayPal Samuel L. Jackson 500 bucks and not come to your house. I mean, he, that guy's in everything. It's good. Uh, and it would be good. Send, that PayPal, uh, when I sent him, he would come to my house and it would be amazing. Oscar worthy. I'm going to send him an email. No, it wouldn't be Oscar worthy. An Oscar I'm worthy send him an email and see if he uh, will come on the podcast. Do a TikTok We'd video. We have to edit everything <laughs> out, out everything he said, though, unfortunately. Uh, it would be so rated anyways, MA for language. You were saying King's Dilemma. I'm King's excited Dilemma. to play that one again. I'm so ready for me, you and Enrique, to get back to We played this at our Cabin Con 2020, which little did we know at the time it would be the last time we get together for games. It's also be the only <sighs> convention of the year. The only convention, the only of, convention of the year that <laughs> board gaming took place. Everything got canceled. Oh, the world shut down. But anyway, so yeah. It's almost as if Enrique knew this was going to happen. King's Dilemma is an interesting game. It's purely just get together, open up some stuff, vote on it, argue about it, see where you fall. It, it's not... It's not... <laughs> It's not like the most, I don't know how to describe King's Dilemma because like the the game that we played, it wasn't all that in depth. It was just like provided you these scenarios and you voted on them. And depending on where you need to fall, that's kind of where you wanted to vote. And you don't know what the other people need to do. And I was voting for stuff that was crazy that y'all didn't understand. And you're like, why would he v- ever vote for that? But I'm like, well, so, I have a personal just, I have a personal goal I need to attain that y'all don't understand, bruh. So I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah, let's get back to that. It, that was your number four? That was my number four. All right. My number three is a game for which a publisher sent to me. Um, simply because I commented so favorably on their Instagram about it. And it is a game that I am very much excited to play. It is obviously something that I would have never have purchased, never looked at, because of it kind of being like what I would describe as a dungeon crawler. It's a minis game. It's Core Space, C-O-R-E, Core Space. It's from a company called Battle Systems. And this game is basically I don't want to say it's a knockoff of Firefly, but it's very similar in its presentation that you have this crew you are going into these areas and you're fighting robots to get some sort of objective. Uh, It's very strangely easy to learn and way overproduced. I am saying it comes with its own terrain like its own walls and crates and computers and stuff, that it is just one of these games that obviously the designer Colin Young put a lot of effort into designing this system and also having all the aesthetics to it. And it is amazing to look at. It has an awesome rule book. It has a campaign. It's a game that can be played solo, but... It's not one of those, I, I, I don't like Dungeon Crawls. This is obviously a game that's going to benefit from playing with other people where they are the other crew and you're both raiding this this star base to try to steal something and there's robots fighting you type thing. Um, Never heard yeah, of you it. Can look on, is it new? Look on, 
Uh, no, it actually well, it came out in 2019. Oh. And it's it's from a I believe it was a Kickstarter if I'm not mistaken. If you look on our Instagram, you'll see the pictures that I posted of it. It is beautiful. It is very striking. And if you're looking for a miniatures game that's easy to learn and comes with its own terrain, and you're into that spatial aspect of kind of like X-wing where you're moving people around, but but yet has very Simple rule set, very easy to learn, in my opinion. Uh, core space, and I am super excited to play this. And that's my number three. Wow, my game I never heard of. Mm, educate yourself, educate yourself, fool. Um, my number three is modern art. You want to play modern art again? I'll I do too. freaking love that game. It's auction. It's bidding. Is auction and bidding the same thing? It's the same uh, thing, right? Maybe. The same Not thing. Necessarily. You don't think so? No. Okay. Well, whatever that is. Modern art is a game that requires, requires th- at least three people, which is where me and Jerry and John have played. We played that. Me and Jerry and him. Has Enrique played Modern Art? I think he has. Yeah, yeah, he has. He sucks at it. But it's best at four or however many you can get. Three is the minimum, but it's a bidding auction game. You're bidding on these pieces of art. You set them up. There's like four or five different ways to bid. And it's just, it, it requires people. And that's what I'm missing right now is being around people. That's why I think I'm going this particular route in the games that I want to play. I want to play modern art because it requires me and Jerry and at least one other person to compete over these paintings and bid for them and auction them and me say, I'll give you $20. I'll give you 30 bucks. No, I'll give you 45. And we just go around and around. And that's the type of stuff I like. That's the type of stuff I like. Modern art. My number three game had a had a card game version of it coming out soon i'll be interested in uh seeing what that's all about <laughs> the card I can't imagine <laughs> it is a card game i know i know it's like I, I don't know i don't know but you know it's it it is it is the oh it's is it the best bidding game it may be the best bidding game uh, it's certainly up it's, there uh, I almost put modern art and high society the same. Both uh, Reiner Canizia games, I put them both nearly in the same boat. That the, that's just the style of game I particularly enjoy. Very simple, very straightforward. I enjoy it very much. Speaking of boats, my number two is Flotilla. Flotilla, the 2019 game by WizKids. Uh, it's the water world type game where you are building and gathering resources. And there are two separate sides of the endeavor. There's the sink side for which you're basically diving the ocean and gathering resources. And at some point in time, you can choose to turn to the sky side, selling your stuff and leaving your uh, boat behind and basically being, you know, some of the upper level people. And it's an economic exploration game. 
that has apparently it's it's quite complicated and has a quite complicated economy. It is a three to five player game. You cannot play it solo. And the reviews I have read on it have been quite favorable. It's kind of odd for whiz kids to put out this type of game, this heavy economic game. Uh, I desperately want to play it. It looks like one of those. It it looks like one of those economy games akin to, but not similar to, City of the Big Shoulders. Oh, City and of City the of the Big Shoulders, Shoulders was a game. big hit for us. This looks like a stripped down. This looks like it diverges from. Instead, like in City of the Big Shoulders, where you're opening companies, this is like you're gathering resources and the economy between you gathering resources and selling them to your opponent. That market, that that interchange, uh, that supply and demand aspect is very interesting. So that's why I'm desperately wanting to play this game. It has been on my shelf. And uh, yeah, Flotilla. I have to play it before we do the Snobbies for 2019 because I feel it would be a miss not to get it and Ragusa uh, under my belt because I suspect they are probably going to be pretty good. I want to play both of them. Flotilla or Flotilla? Uh, it's Flotilla without the corn. It's a flower. <laughs> hold, the, hold the corn. My number two game I want to play after I got a quarantine with my best friend, Jerry Baker, is a Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, caught me off guard. What now? I, as I've said, you'll notice a particular theme to my games, and they require people, friends, multiple players to play these games. They require alliances. Uh, negotiation I don't like straight up negotiation which Game of Thrones is not is best at six player it plays equally as well at four player if you play with the uh, Feast of Crows four crows <laughs> the expansion Feast of Crows you also have the expansion we've never used the uh, the dragon expansion with uh, Mother of Dragons or whatever it's Kaka. <laughs> We have those. You have those. We have these games, and I want to play Game of Thrones with six people, with six of uh, five other people, and making alliances and breaking alliances and attacking each other and just going crazy in this game of uh, area control and battle. And uh, I just, I just can't wait to be around people again, basically. I just I could just show up to your house and punch you in the gut if you want that feeling of betrayal <laughs> because that's essentially what has happened in every game of Game of Thrones is but, where in the first round but, I end up convincing you to do something and then backstabbing you. But like I mean the games I remember is the, uh, the last game I remember we played was the one with us and Mike and DJ and that's where I had said that DJ could be in a spot that he could not actually be in. And that's what he was saying. They were never really there. <laughs> it was just yes, so I remember that. Oh, oh that I've had a great time. The, great time. Uh, Game of Thrones, and I've said it's one of those games, depending on the scenario and how things go, it can be super fun or it can super suck, depending on how things tend to work for you and the alliances and the people go attack you and the die roll, etc. But it's it's a, it's an amazing game when it turns out that way, <laughs> if that makes any sense. It is an amazing game. If you have the right people and the right type of people, 
And fortunately, you know a, a lot of the right type of people. Yes, yes. Uh, my number one game that I am looking forward to is a game that I've had in my position now for almost nine months. It is a game that I have been wanting to play for quite some time. It's an older game. I say older because in board gaming, we tend to be very forgetful. It actually came out in 2010. Oh, so it's like a 2018 game? 2010. Oh, whoa, 10 years old. That's like a classic. It's a classic. And by many, it's, it is considered to be a classic. It has a, it's very heavy, also designed by Chad Jensen. It's Dominant Species. Uh, I very much have wanted to play this very odd-looking game with the little cones and the cubes and everything on the board. Um, Another GMT game that I have seen people rave about, where you are a particular type of species trying to dominate the landscape. It's a worker placement, which is very odd, it's 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 a well not not so much worker placement as it is a um well there is workers to it. it it's hard to describe i guess that's kind of why the weight of it's so heavy but there's a little bit of of exploration area influence area majority card drafting there's a lot going on in it it's a very complicated game but it's one of those heavy strategy games for which you just spend a day playing and i am super interested in playing it it's been one of these evergreen games that have stayed around for now for a decade and people are still talking about it and uh i just kind of feel like i owe it i have so far enjoyed combat commander europe that chad jensen had made i really think i'm gonna like welcome to and this is probably his magnum opus and so i am uh Desperately wanting to play Dominant Species. Oh, color me intrigued. I want to be the marsupials. I consider it his Magnum P.I. Uh, Magnum P.I., a fun fact, Mm-mm. I was listening to a... Uh, I'll be the judge. ...thing about Magnum P.I. Do you realize there was an episode for which he shot an unarmed man, and that was the first... Ever on television uh, episode of a TV show that they aired a murder by a main character. You mean like, Magnum murdered a man that was unarmed? Yes. Because he was like somebody that was uh, holding him captive during the war. It was like this. The, the PTSD commandant. type stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. POW stuff. I think he shot the guy. Wow. And that was like a, like a television thing that was very controversial. Wow. No, I did not know that. What was not controversial, though, was his mustache. That mustache <laughs> was great. And Enrique is Loved trying to all. fashion. Enrique, Enrique could live for 50 years and never copy the mustache. Uh, I don't think that anybody can copy that mustache. That was an epic mustache. I tried. I went for a month without shaving my mustache and... It was not getting any better, so I just, I just, I conceded. I let it go. Top five mustaches. You got Magnum P.I. Uh, Quigley got, Down Under. Also. Sam Elliott. Also Sam Magnum P.I. <laughs> uh, who else has got a solid mustache? Um, hmm. Now, that's a good mm. question. Who has a good mustache? Are we talking TV shows or movies? Well, really. Ron anyway. Swanson. 
Ron Swanson's mustache was the mustache of this generation. <laughs> he kind of brought it back. You have got to give it to Ron Swanson. Um, I mean, Magnum PI is probably top five for sure. But Ron Swanson is like also top five of modern, you know, movies. And have stuff. you seen have you seen Nick Offerman with his mustache off, though? I, I would prefer not to. It's 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 horrific. This is man has to have facial hair or it's bad. Um, I would say uh, Errol Flynn. Okay. He has yeah. a pencil mustache in like the Robin Hood movies. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm like having to Google because I don't know. Pa- oh. <laughs> um, uh, the, I don't know how to describe him. It's the dude from the Murder on the Orient Express. It's like the Branna. He's got like this massive. Detective Perot? Yes. That's it. It's massive. Massive. That, that is a pretty solid man. Uh, and the British actor who played him, who is an awesome actor, Kenneth who's Branagh? also in Tenet. Who? Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, yeah, there there you go. There you go. Yeah, love that. Oh, 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 Kurt Russell. Mm, Tombstone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, all right, you're number one, sir. Oh. <laughs> G- game, not mustache. Number one game. I mentioned this, I think, in our previous conversation on a previous podcast. Lords of Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. I can't wait to get together to gamble at your casino to negotiate. To you try to negotiate with me or Enrique or whoever else happens to be in the game and trade casinos and then me go to your casino and gamble my life savings away with the die roll. It's just that particular style of game has me particularly interested because I can't do that right now. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Lords of Vegas, one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, I agree with you there. I think Lords of Vegas captures. I I would like to discuss Lords of Vegas after we play it again, just because I've thought about here recently in my own endeavors of, of trying to design a board game that there aren't that many games that perfectly capture the theme. And Lords of Vegas is one of those that really does catch lightning in a bottle. It is exactly what you expect that game to be like. From the negotiating, from the straightforward gambling, to the area control, to the aggressiveness of it. It is just a solid game. Probably... Uh, probably one of the best games made within the past 10 years. Well, it takes the factor of negotiation. Like it takes Chinatown to me and improves upon it. And the fact that I don't have to negotiate for these particular spots. I could just earn it with the next turn. And then I then have a position that you might want the next turn, or I could just, a roll of the die and take over your position without having to negotiate with you. Like I could forcefully just take it like mob style. And that's just, I just love that part of Lords of Vegas. Yeah. Chinatown is Chinatown that they're two separate games, of course, in terms of their mechanics, because Chinatown is the steeled negotiation. It is just 
negotiation. And it it is one of those games to where when you win Chinatown, it is because you have talked and negotiated yourself either to victory or you have sat there and let other people around you kind of just feed you. It's very much reliant on the players to work. Chinatown is a game that you have to have four people who are willing to negotiate for that game to work. Lords of Vegas doesn't require that. Lords of Vegas can be... You can just take it. You just just take it. It can be the it can be somebody who never negotiates. It can be somebody who talks the entire game and tries to negotiate. It can be somebody who completely ignores everything else and just gambles and buys up stuff. It is like you can sit at a table with four different people with four different styles and that game still functions. And so in terms of of a game that is just fun, Lords of Vegas is just that encapsulated Chinatown. Chinatown is like Chinatown's like go of of negotiation <laughs> games. There's so many options. There's so much stuff going on. Yeah. But it's it's really contingent on the players to make the game work. Whereas Lords of Vegas, I, man, Lords of Vegas, you can play that with just about anybody. It it is That's truly great. one of those That's games great. that just the style and the aesthetics of it. It should be in everyone's and, top ten games. Uh probably. Probably. That's enough. It's been, we've talked for too much and I'm tired. It's like I'm 11 sleepy. o'clock here. I'm sleepy. I am sleepy. We stayed up late to record this because my kids happened to go to sleep. Yeah, but Jack is going to be very to upset. Jack to sleep. Uh, first off, I wanted to make something clear. Uh, one of the podcasts when Jack was on earlier, he talked about his new swimming pool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's not a new swimming pool. Uh, that is a, uh, you know, one of those big, steel uh contain the, those, the horse those trough? round barrels that yeah those troughs that they use for cattle okay just the, fill it with yeah, water that's, that's a swimming that's, pool to a kid that's what he thinks is his swimming pool yeah. so i was like did you get a pool like no it's no, not like you had like an underground you know five foot pool is that what you're saying yes he then comes to me uh after the podcast and says i want to do a podcast and i was like oh you do and he's like yes I just want to do it with Gobby, though. Just me and Gobby. <laughs> and then he said something that really bothered me. He said, he says, I want to talk about my favorite game. Oh. And I was like, oh, what's that? And he's like, Stratego. <laughs> and we, we have been, I introduced him to Stratego not a while back. And it was just, he he's just, you know. It's a good game. Stratego's game. a good game. It's just, Stratego's legit. It's legit. Uh, I have also the uh, the Star Wars, oh, the Risk Star Wars Risk, but it's not really Risk game, and he likes just playing with the to- with the models out of that. He's just a boy. He don't know what he's doing. He's, he's seven. He doesn't know what he's, he's talking. Seven about. years old. He don't know what he's talking about. Nah, talking about. Go to bed, anyway, Jack. Let us podcast. I know. I had to wait him. Let him get. I had to put him to sleep. Make sure he's asleep before he gets talk. Anyways, that's us. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and email us boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group. Those are the two. If you email us at boardgamesnobs at gmail.com, that is where we're most likely to notice it, acknowledge it, read it on perhaps our next podcast. If it is a good uh, topic of conversation, like Lindsay often seems to do. 
And uh, when she's not when she's not having to pull Eric away from watching those Chihuahua dogs. <laughs> Beverly Hills Chihuahua. All right. Until next time, I'm Gabby. This is Jerry. Mm, bye. bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.